It's our producer. He's ringing to say we're sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, I don't know who you are and I haven't heard you yet, but I just want to temporarily hire you so I can fire you. <laughs> I thought you were going to go into a whole Liam Neeson there. I don't know who you are. But I have a certain set of skills, and that is to read a piece of text without stumbling over words. I have a certain set of skills. One of them, however, is not reciting years in the script. <laughs> Sorry, let's go back. This is not an episode. Yes, as I said as we came in, it may have all of the spit and polish that we usually like to put on these things, like a theme tune and all of that stuff, but this is very definitely not an episode of Revenge of the 80s Kids. Uh, it is, in fact, a metasode. I think, I, think, I think our audience, such as it is, is probably very used to things not being an episode of Revenge of the 80s Kids. It's, it's been some time. Uh, yes, that is very clear. We've had quite, we've had two and a half years of not having episodes of the Ages Kids. This one is slightly different in that we are actually here and delivering what looks on the surface very deceptive. It looks like an episode, but it's not. And I think the key to why it's not an episode of your actual 80s kids is uh, down to something that you said, Ian, before we actually began the podcast, which is, Oh, I don't like those podcasts where people go on about what they've been doing and how to, before they actually do the show. Um, and now, because we've had, you know, nearly three years of hiatus, um, it would seem probably to be a good idea to do some of that stuff. But we don't want, if you've come here for discussion of films and 80s nostalgia and all that, you can kind of jog on right now. We are going to do a little of context about context, con content, there we go, that's the word that I was looking for, content about uh, seasons later in the show, but that's kind of tangential. Essentially, if you've come here for the films, skip to the end, wait for the actual show to begin. If, on the other hand, you would like to know a bit more about stuff, stick around. We've got loads to talk to about. Well, I think where we should begin is picking up pretty much where we left off, which was uh, me having a horrific hangover after our Stephen King episode, where we made sort of grandiose promises about, we'll be back, we'll be doing sketches, we'll be doing dramas, we'll do a show at Christmas about Star Wars Force Awakens, because I'll be in England in the same room as Leo, it'll be wonderful. And then, shh, the hiss of static Leo. What happened? What happened to us? Uh, well, I, I, I don't think that much happened to you. Uh, yeah, that story in my life, me... you know, thank rubbing and carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it in that way. I don't mean like something bad happened. And not that anything particularly bad happened to me. First of all, we got a dog. We had like a puppy. And while we had the puppy, Sue uh, also had another issue going on there. Yes, I am now Daddy Leo. 
so with a wife who was like four months pregnant and a new puppy, when Ian came over for Christmas, we didn't really have the time to squirrel ourselves away. It was, and, and it was also the fact that you're, you're, you were in the process of uh, renovating your house as well. So there was literally like only two rooms of the house we could literally exist in. Uh, that was another uh, issue. One of them was the lounge. Yeah. Which is so yes, yes. So yeah, so we've got um, yeah. Now we've got all the space back, uh, but Ian hasn't been here since. So uh, well, let's have to post put a pin in that, and one day we'll come back and do that live. We're in the same room thing uh, again. Uh, but yes, and then obviously you know when you have a child, things get somewhat awkward in terms of just taking most Saturday mornings off to record a podcast. Uh, and if uh, Mr. Man is nearly two now, so we've just about got back to the point where we were. And and that is why that's that, that's basically the the showing. Um, Justin, um, he was fine right up until about six or seven months ago. Uh, at which point he's now um, he met a lady, and they have moved in together. But they do fostering, and apparently Saturday morning, which is about our only window for recording, is a big time in the world of fostering. So he's not available at the one time we can record. So so, so, so to sum up, basically, the, the big barrier that prevents people from doing nerd culture podcasts is having sex with women. Uh, yes, I guess that's true. Yes, I think that's a fair summary. Well done. Uh, yes. Well put. You notice that I am available for podcasts on a weekly basis. <laughs> Although, funny story, the two times that we... The thing is, uh, I'm now having to cash in fun tokens uh, to do the podcast because doing the podcast is fun. And the two... T- we Basically, I've had to block it out months in advance because, you know, childcare and stuff like that and, you know, all of this stuff. Uh and then the two times that we've actually gone, right, okay, we've blocked this out. This is the day. We're ready to go. Uh, what's happened to you, Ian? Um, well, suddenly a man with no life was getting a little bit of life. It wasn't me. It was just things that passively happened. They, the first recording block we had clashed with my dad's retirement party. And to be fair, my dad's only planning to retire once. So yes. you, you, kind of, you kind of have to go to that family event. And then this time around for the current recording block, it clashed with my birthday, which came upon me very unexpectedly without any warning or precedent previously in my life of what time of year it might occur. Yeah, so I, it was more fair, I had to, had to rearrange family meals just so I could have my Saturday night free. So I could sit here and talk about things that I saw on television and films once, which is really what my life's been principally about until now. <laughs> so what, so what, what better way to celebrate me being alive for another year? Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, right, first of all, I would like to say, of course, we kind of hit the ground running on this. We've already done some production this morning. Uh, happy birthday, Ian. Uh, Thank you. Thank tomorrow. Because it it's tomorrow, not today, isn't it? It's the 11th. It's, it's ten, 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 ten tomorrow. I mean, I, I could be out on my Saturday night celebrating, meeting women, and doing things that make you not be able to do podcasts. But here I am, the loyal dog, as always. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, to be, uh, let's, uh, to get more focused on that uh, just for a second i did plan it and i was kind of like okay so we want to space it out for, i did the january one i was like i want to space it out give us a few weeks off so let's do three weeks go for the 10th and it, this was in like november or something so i didn't think oh yeah and the day after that is ian's birthday uh, because it was november and you just 
you know so there we go so apologies for that uh so here we are it, it is literally the only two events i've had happen in my life this year and it's like yeah i'm, I'm kind of busy it was, it was very nice because i give everyone the impression I'm, I'm just so busy he's last minute going oh i think i might not be available for work. Due, due to scheduling conflicts it's like literally normally am i free or not is me consulting you know the tv guide that's that's pretty much what and of course, you don't need to do that anymore because now we have Netflix, or, on which more later. But uh, the next thing I've got in the show notes is the question. Uh, I'm imagining here uh, an avid listener. Uh, so I guess it's back to business as usual. I can look forward every Thursday to my little dose of the 80s kids from now until the end of time. Unfortunately, dear listener, I am going to have to uh, offer some disappointing news at this time. It is not quite... I mean, it's, the show content will be the same. We are really going to tuck in the baggy parts of the show. I think that's one thing that's definitely the case. No more... I mean, if we were going to do something that's a bit longer than usual, you'll know about it in advance. We don't just suddenly pop up on you with, like, a two-hour special, which we didn't even know was going to be a two-hour special. We're going to keep things moving along uh, because it's just not, you know, it's just not... It's not good. Who cares? Well, yeah. it's a, yeah, one yeah, who cares. Yeah, I think the only time it's acceptable to stretch the running time of a podcast to uh, that two-hour mark is if you have so much reader mail you have to get through because that's what i've noticed or, or you have it or we have an interview which we never do yeah, anyway interviews reader mail these are the things that say well we've got an hour of content that's us and then the other hour is people asking us questions or talking about something which we're relaying back or we've got an interview which we don't so that's that's unless we have those two things ever come up we're going to try and stick about an hour all the time because that is fair and i think you know it gets a bit lengthy otherwise uh, which means that because the years haven't got any less film releases in them we're going to split year shows up into two so there's two hours on a year but they're separate shows so that's so there, you see, we've explained it now. So when we do it, don't act all surprised and shocked. Yeah, so the other thing is that we're going to do seasons, which is kind of the uh, overall topic of this metasode, which is not an episode, is seasons. Uh, just because otherwise... Well, first of all, we want to have a, uh, an angle on content, uh, on uh, content quality. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, he said in a very waffly way, which no way... Between the. Are you saying... In our previous iteration of this podcast, we just sometimes rocked up for a recording and said, what should we talk about now? Scratched our asses and pulled a topic out of thin air. Are you saying that's how that was our working operandi? Weirdly, some of our best episodes were that. The ones where uh, There was one eventually where we actually did pretend that we were in a cafe and you put in like pouring coffee noises and stuff but yeah those there were many great episodes which were just us going hey let's just waffle about that for an hour and then they're pretty decent um and in those cases we did act mostly stick to the hour limit it's it's when we actually had something to talk about that we overran weirdly so uh, there we go but yeah i think i mean listening back to them some of the year shows did get a bit out of hand and that's that's i think where we're clamping down is is that those uh, weirdly the first show that ever was particularly long 
uh, was uh, were, were all special event shows, but then we managed to line up like four special events in a row, and so then we just mm. got it was like boiling a frog. We just suddenly got used to longer shows. So there we go. So we've answered the question of where is Justin and what have we done with to him. We haven't done with or anything to him. He is just doing what he needs to do uh, to live his life and more power to him. And we'd love to have him back, and he will. He would love to be back, uh, despite our ribbing of him. But it's just a question of do we? when will we get an opportunity to do that thing then? Uh, so, yeah. So, essentially, we're looking to do two seasons of Revenge in a year, which will be about six episodes long, not counting metasodes. A new Kurt show format. And, oh, the other thing that we should probably mention is we're not going to do the skits in the Revenge of the 80s Kids strand. Essentially, I think the skits essentially outgrew the podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, they're just, they're, to be honest, when I listen back to the old shows, I have to be, my, my shame is sometimes I listen back just for the skits what I did, which is a, a terribly, is it egotistical? Uh, vain? I don't know. I mean, it's just, I, I think, you know, the quality was kind of there, humour was sometimes there, and it's like, it's kind of a thing that can be its own thing. And we know we can sustain it for, you know, X number of minutes, like even half an hour or so. So we're like, well, they, they can do its own thing, and we don't want to duplicate it because it kind of increases production time. And if time is an issue, you know, before having a seven-minute skit that's not broken, it didn't really matter because it was just like there is no end of show limit. But now there is those seven minutes of quality discussion time being taken away. Bit more of a thing, bit more of a thing. So, yeah, I mean, we might do some of those ones. Uh, like I did some recently, weirdly, for work, where you just, it's one person doing a little thing. Uh, one of my favourite skits, one one of my absolute favourite, it just sticks in my head so much from the original run, was the Finding Nemo skit, uh, which is just Ian. Oh, and, and Dawn, isn't it? It's, we didn't, the, yeah. me and Justin didn't know anything about this. We were suddenly presented with it. Uh, but it, that is such a good skit. And many of the skits where it's just one person uh, doing stuff is fine. And as well as which, if it's just you... You know, when it's a cast, you feel, hey, let's make it a play. Let's put on a show. <laughs> but when it's one person, you're like, no, let's keep it to about, you know, three minutes absolute maximum because it's just that, 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 that's That's true, actually. Because you do start to think, like, oh, I've, I've got to be, I've got to share around the zingers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, because uh, you said, what are you guys doing with the rest of your copious free time, then, is the thing I've got in the show notes. Well, part of it is I'll be looking after a child. Uh, we'll be, uh, as a crew, making sure the production is up to snuff so it's really, you know, we're looking to put that extra layer of varnish on what we do produce. And we are wanting to start a strand where we take the production skills that we learned and that pr process from doing the old show uh, into an actual thing which is standalone. Uh, so we've got various ideas floating around, and uh, yeah, just just stay stay tuned to find out what they are. Uh, this is probably uh, a good time, and especially seeing as the next part of the show notes says you said Patreon. I am not familiar with that term. I haven't said Patreon yet, but I'm going to say it now. Patreon, 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 Patreon. I'm even going to do it looking into a mirror, and then a internet service for allowing people to support works of art uh, on a subscription basis. Essentially, to be a patron of the arts will appear as if by magic in my room and disembowel me with a hook. 
we don't who wouldn't want that um but yeah uh essentially we are free here we are free people no we the, the what we do the podcast and the plays for that matter are going to be available to anyone who wants them at zero cost if that's the way that they want to roll and that's the way it is because if you don't charge if you allow people to have things for free then there are a lot of resources that we can use on creative commons basis where as long as we attribute and then don't charge we've got a lot more in our bag of tricks to be able to use production music and sound effects and all that kind of stuff but with all of our play content which we should be putting up via Bandcamp, you will be able to nominate an amount you would like to donate to us on a one-off basis but if you go to patreon then you can become a subscriber and you'll probably know about stuff that we're doing first uh do you know you i'm waffling here about patreon do you know about you didn't really look to view ian at patreon uh no i know what patreon is um, because I, I watch YouTube, and the, after the apocalypse, everyone's on Patreon. Uh, I mean, it's like I just want to kind of because it, it does seem a bit cheeky. Uh, previously, we did podcast free on a weekly basis with really long shows. Now our shows are shorter, and there's only th in batches of six, so less of them, shorter. Please give us money now. Uh, but it's don't it's not just the show. It's 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 everything we do. It's us. It's it's uh, it's the it's eighties kids enterprises is essentially. What you're, you're yeah, I mean, what I put on there essentially, if what what I would like to do is, we started this with like a little three point five millimeter jack, like it was a sort of. I think you used to be able to do some voice calling on MSN Messenger, but it was really awful, and they had microphones that were designed for such purposes that were really terrible and very tinny. And that's where I started out. And now I've got like a mixing desk and uh, like a, a microphone on an arm. I can see Ian's desk microphone. And we've all got like slowly we've accumulated this craft of care about what we do and skills that we've got. And I would like to be able to share that with the world. But I have to like go to work and write code and do other things like that. And the more money that we make out of this enterprise on the side, the more we can go and take the, what we can offer out to people on a voluntary basis. And that's where I'd eventually like to end up. And I think that the other thing is that I would say it's not so much cheeky. First of all, a longer show is not necessarily a better show. So although the shows are in time shorter, we hope that they get more to the point more quickly. And second of all, we started it because on this very aggressively, and I kind of carried that through, I'm just going to plug a microphone in and talk in it, and that's it, and I'm not going to do any other work. And slowly the work creeps up on you. And by the end of it, we were doing something that is technically insane. Like, it was just, you were cooking your head in microphone hmm. flambe mode every week. And I was shuffling around on the internet, coding things and putting things together. And we still intend to commit as much of our time to making it as good as we can. But that is not killing ourselves. So we've just basically dialed back on the killing ourselves. And it would be nice if we could get recognition 
from an audience that what we are doing is good and worthwhile uh so that's why there's a patreon because people have patreons now and uh, i think it's good good stuff and we'll just basically try and keep those people who are kind enough to do so closer in the loop and try and talk to you more than we just do in a show that's basically how it comes down yeah yes yes <laughs> okay um next on the agenda you said subscriber. Surely this word has double meanings as you produce a podcast. Yes. Essentially, if you're on Patreon, you're a follower. And if you're subscribing to the podcast, you're a subscriber. Remember, and as Patreon kind of advises you, and I think I agree with this, I have thought it over for a long time. They say you shouldn't, if you're giving something away free, you should continue to do that. The point of Patreon is not to charge people for something that used to be free. The point is that those people who are your fans and followers on Patreon like what you give away free and want to show their appreciation. So it's like a tip, basically. And so that is exactly how it is. So remember, nothing we do at this stage will ever be charged for by default. It will always be pay as you go, pay what you want. Uh, or pay nothing because we aggressively are not charging for the podcast but you know that's what that's how it is so yeah when we say subscriber we mean people who subscribe to the podcast when we say follower we're talking about a community of people who want to be on the inside track you said community i am familiar with that term but uncertain what is required of me to be part of the 80s kids community Please expand upon this point. I don't know. What do you think we should make our community members do, Ian? Make. Yeah. Force. Make. Yes. Fly, my beauties. Um, what you make them do? Well, obviously, we'd like them to uh, write comments to us every so often, give feedback, uh, give those clicks. We can see our view count going up. And, you know, Leo's all this thing. Well, we have Patreon now. So it's, that's also going to be there as well, uh, because who doesn't have Patreon these yeah, days? I mean, Patreon, it's the new uh, in thing. It works on a model of you do kind of posts. Some of them are public. Some of them are subscriber only. And there is a tab on Patreon for community. And basically, we will ask you things. Um, we One of the things we're going to do at the beginning of this show, obviously, I told you that this was not an episode. On the regular show, we will be doing uh, something different uh, because one of the pieces of feedback that we got a lot on the first one, I came up with this cute thing. One of our, as you recall, may recall from our grand farewell show, said rated P for podcast was then one of the things that we thought we might call Revenge of the 80s Kids before it became Revenge of the 80s Kids. And I just thought that'd be cool. We put that in the beginning. Revenge of the 80s Kids being rated P for podcast. It's a cute little joke. Nobody ever got it. Nobody ever got it. Nobody, no, nobody ever got it. They all were just like, no, 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 never got it. So, um, what what is the joke with P for podcast uh, again, Leo? Well, it's just like things are rated R for language and violence, or rated PG for mild yes, but uh, it's, it's like it's not like rated G for geek. I, I would it's like it's just, it just it, it seems to like. It doesn't quite This is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So um, after much consideration and to show you in tangible form one way in which quality is coming to Revenge of the 80s Kids, that's been junked because essentially it was a joke that only I 
ever really liked and I didn't even like it that much. So we're going to be doing something else at the beginning of the shows. And maybe if you're a, uh, a follower on Patreon, you'll get more of a clue of what that thing is quicker. And maybe you'll be able to participate in that thing. I've said too much. It's an air of mystery. It's, it's like a mystery box. Yes. We're going all J.J. Um, Abrams here. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but principally, uh, let's. I want to have some discussions, Leo. Unless there's any other business, there are no to, no other business on the meta level. I think we've covered that. And the good thing about that is, all of that stuff I would class as something that needed to be said, but I didn't actually want to put a real episode together to say it. So if you've got questions or comments or any of that, we'll come back to that business later in the show. But let's do a little bit of a, a thing now uh i had an idea for a whole show but it turns out it's not really a whole show it's just i was thinking about seasons because now we at revenge of the 80s kids are going to do seasons i am uncertain as to whether i consider us to be doing one season with a massive mid-season break every year or <laughs> two seasons a year i'm tending to think two seasons a year and i'll come back to my reasons for thinking that later but what do you think we're doing ian what do I think we're doing? I'm thinking, oh my god, are we doing this shit again? No. Um, what, what are we doing? Says, um, I, I think you know. In my in my head, I always kind of split up the last, the first run we did, the 118 plus episodes. In the past, that we did in my own head, I kind of subdivided them into distinct eras within the grand era. Because it, well, rather neatly, the first two 13 episodes are just us, and then Leo joins episode 40. It's almost like start a series two. Justin, and you know, when not Leo. I yes, Leo. Leo. Yo, Leo. Uh, which one are you again? It's, it's been, been a while. It's been a while. Here. We don't really names to face. We don't. We don't hang out outside of this, really. To be fair, uh, and, it, and also got trailers. It's because, <laughs> well, because we're in Australia. It's very hard to hang yeah, no, of this. No, I'm joking. Um, but also because we did, you know, by decade, each decade of film reviews would end with a grand two-part favourites of. Those kind of felt like very self-contained units, and because our sketches were so informed by what was going on in those decades, they all had very distinct flavours uh, about them. You know, the eighties was just like fun times, the nineties was like withering, and then we get to two thousands and go, "Yeah, there's some really good bits." Go, oh my god, when it's awful, it's really bad. And, and, you know, so in some ways, I've in my head, and also the fact that before episode 14, when we just does two, we did the 70s together. And I also, because I'm a geek, I color code our, uh, our, our, our episode covers uh, based on what decade we're talking about. So in my head, there was already kind of a separation of how the seasons worked in the old show. To be honest with you, this is just kind of a, a continuation of that. Only this time we're sort of, because we have a limited number of, what is this decade called? The, the teenies? What, what is what is the uh, yeah, tensies? Yeah, probably probably is teenies, I guess. Even though it's not, yeah, so the, 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 we haven't actually quite got to the end of teenies, so we're we're kind of like we're dragging those out a bit. We kind of switched to a different mode uh, because we did complete our original objective, and now we're kind of going back because well, we got X number of years we can slowly whiffle through, and we're only doing twelve episodes a year, maybe thirteen. So yeah, and we're only doing ourselves. one year per season. At which point it'll be like twenty twenty two before we get to twenty eighteen, which is the year we're in now. So that seems reasonable. So yeah, I think that's definitely 
That that's a lot of time to not have a girlfriend, Leo. That's all I'm saying. Well, the point is that the new <laughs> format uh, is uh, intended to accommodate people yes. who have girlfriends uh, and who have children. Yes. The only thing that's just joking. Yeah, I'm it's joking. Joking. It's, it's, we're it's, fine. It's, I was pursuing a running gag, but it's okay. Just okay, fine. Labour on. Um, <laughs> I think of the first run of the show as the show. Like, that was definitely, like, season one, even though you're right, there are bits of it. What I've found going back through them is what's really interesting is that the skits conform to a pattern culturally that is similar to television at the given point in the decades where we are. I, in the 80s, every episode was an episode. It didn't really have many much more content than just being an episode. That's all it was. Every episode was just an episode. Then during the 90s, we started to get some extra content. It was getting a bit flashier. The production values were going up. And towards the end of the 90s, we started to get the arc together. And then the 2000s, it was all... So we mirror in our skits the way that television is being produced for the people of the year... It's all connected, people. It's all connected. Um, And these days, you you don't listen to our podcast, then you just binge listen to them all in one go. Yes, exactly. Um, Well, that's exactly how it is. So the first question I have about seasons generally is, are seasons a blessing or are they a curse? In what respect? I mean, back in the 60s um, of, of British television, uh, you, you basically have lots of serials that, that pretty much never stopped. You know, you might stop for the summer, but you'd have, you know, they'd literally do uh, 47 con- contiguous weeks of Dixon of Doc Green. And the fact they had seasons was just you know, just the pause in production so the crew could go off and have a bit of a holiday. Because it, it was working in television was a job. You turned up, you did your hours weekly, just like we do our, you know, our real life jobs on an ongoing, continuous basis, with only a few weeks break in the middle. So, you know, I, I think it was the raising of production values uh, because, you know, all of a sudden drama is a lot more time. It was a, the, sort of the intensity of production went up. Uh, therefore, uh, you couldn't maintain that output. Therefore, you had to have more condensed seasons that maybe were only like. We're going to do 26 episodes a year. We're going to do half a year, half a year's worth of shows instead or something. You know, the, the 26, 22 episodes. I mean, America still does 22 episode stretch seasons, which is just insane. I mean, that's, that's my take on it anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's one of these uh, clever elephant trap. It depends questions. Seasons can be a blessing. Uh, I like a season where you get a whole thing and it's all satisfying. Maybe they leave you a little bit of a, ooh, don't go away, we'll be back at the end. But they don't. Seasons of a Curse, I believe, when it's like, and then we're going to like uh, have all of the main crew members blown up in the last two seconds of the finale and you're going to have to wait till next season to see how it was. This isn't always the, the case, though. Farscape had terrible cliffhangers. I mean, they were really, oh, no, you can't stop there, cliffhangers. But they worked because they'd clearly thought about how they were going to get out of whatever elephant trap they put the crew into in the next episode. Because when you get the solution, it's like, oh, that's clever. Well done. They tidy it up, very short order. It's not like Battlestar Galactica. There was a show 
where it's like, well, we left everyone like this. It's going to take us six episodes to get out of that. And you're like, well, then don't do that, surely. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, you know, Farscape, I mean, I'm not a great fan of cliffhangers to a season finale um, because there's always that awful trap of the one Farscape fell into of getting cancelled when you've literally seen your heroes disintegrated to death. Uh, and then, very embarrassing, you have to have a fan-led campaign to get the Sci-Fi Channel to make a two-part uh, mini-series to try and wrap everything up in four hours. Yeah, um, that's that's the thing. It's like, I mean, yes, it's good for... The, I think there's two sides to it. It's like, there's the people who are writing it, and I think they can do it well or badly. And I think the reason that Farscape got away with it all the way is because the people who are writing it cared enough like, this is the difference. BSG's writers were like, well, let's just write them into a corner. How are we going to fix it? I don't know. Um, but the thing about BSG was that at the point where they really started to commit to that terrible practice was the point where the studio were going, you have to make more of this, right? Because there's the production side of it. There's the business side of it. And the reason Farscape was so frustrating was because the business side went, oh, yeah, you know, we said we're going to give you two seasons. We're not now. You can't. You cancelled. it. Right? What? Uh, so, yeah, uh, a few things to say here. I mean, BSG was slightly different because they had a quite an existential mystery going on the whole time of, of a quasi-spiritual level. So it's very hard to deliver on those kind of questions. Whereas Farscape, there wasn't really any sort of lingering existential mysteries going on. There was a continuous problem and then you know, kicking the can of everyone wants to kill us down the road on, on sometimes on a week by week basis. So you, you knew in the end it was just going to come down to some caper where there'd be a shootout somewhere and, and the last set of bad guys would finally be dead. You know, that that was that was Farscape shtick. It was just kind of where, what madcap adventure we're going to have this week. So they they were a bit more free form. The other thing I want to say, Farscape fell into this trap. The whole thing of, of the, the, the guy who writes the check says you've got two seasons, Matey Jims, and I'm sure the makers of the show feel very happy about that. I'm sure the fans are very happy to have that guarantee there will be more coming next year because we all know what that dread was like. You know, is this going to be the last year this year? Um, and I think it's good, but at the same time, I feel it does something to writers because suddenly they start thinking two seasons, not one season. And I think the season that comes first tends to suffer because they, they're, they're knocking things, they're setting things up for next year. And also when they get to the finale, because they know the next season's in the bag, they don't go all out guns blazing. They go, let's have some contrast. Let's have a kind of muted discordance feel to this finale that just kind of leaves you with a ponderous question mark about uncertainty or something. And I, and I know that when you have a guarantee of next year, the finales tend to be quite drab and unmemorable. And, and then things happen like seasons get cancelled. Um, and it's like, oh, I can see why that series wasn't very good. The holding back. I think you should always be thinking now, 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 now. You should be trying to always trying to feed the interest of the viewers and not go, oh, you're going to love this episode in two years retrospectively. That's a terrible approach to it. Which leads us nicely to the question, to what extent is splitting into seasons a marketing scam? And, I, I mean, what you've just said, because you, everything you've said so far is already that, well, production quality went up, and, you know, then the writers, they've started to hook on to this fact that when you split things up and you have to make people wait for the next batch of episodes, you could do cliffhangers, and but sometimes people do cliffhangers wrong, and all of this stuff. 
Um, I don't think the word scam is correct, but I do think that the marketing people, I think where the marketing people take over from the people who are writing the show in terms of dictating what happens at the end of a season or during a season, that's where it all goes a bit wobbly. Well, uh, the uh, the split season tends to happen in, in when a series is quite mature. I, I'm quite sure it's, as far as marketing goes, I think these guys want to have X number of episodes every year. I think it may be an, an account, it's maybe an accountancy problem, and it might be a, a burnout in the production staff problem. Um, because I'm thinking of series that did, did the split season, like The Shield, uh, BSG did. They get that season, they saw it down the middle. Doctor Who famously started padding its series out to stretch them over two years uh, in, in, a, in a foolish attempt to try and fool the fans that they weren't getting less Doctor Who and, and you get that most contradictory of terms the mid-season finale what? the middle is the end? this makes no sense you're no longer talking English anymore well, let's, this is really weird because uh, mid-season or you know splitting it into two parcels of content a year is it's all one season, but we're having a little break in the middle. The uh, example I keep coming back to is Eureka, where when they did the same thing to Eureka, they just went, "Well, no, technically we're going to do ten episodes on this. Then there'll be a mid-season break. Then we'll come back, but we're doing ten episodes on something else entirely. Really, we're doing two seasons in a year. I mean, this is what happens. People get hung up on what counts as a season like are all the episodes in a single year one season or if you're doing two topics is that two seasons or i mean it is it, it is more nebulous because originally it was it was the production block detective determine what a season is but these days seasons can record one section here and then they can have a break because someone has to make a film and then come back and do the other half of it then and it's like and all other weird arrangements go on. Uh, I'm going to revert to my perennial thing I refer to, Doctor Who. Doctor Who did Series 4, and then after Series 4, the following year, they did specials. Those specials, as far as the production office was concerned, were still Series 4. They just took a break and then did a few more David Tennant stuff, then wrapped. Uh, of course, we got those specials over the course of a year, and they're generally in the fans' mind grouped together as the year we did a few specials instead of having a season. But uh, production-wise, as far as they were concerned, well, the, it was there we go. Uh, I think that continuing on after I'm Christmas getting break. my eye in the wrong place as a consumer of content, and that really, if I think about it with my producer hat on, season two of '80s Kids, which is the six episodes and a metasode uh, that we're doing at the moment. That's a season, because when we have recorded all the material for those episodes, that's like a whole thing. And then we edit it and we put it out and that's it. It's a whole thing. And then when we come back later in the year and we do six episodes later in the year, then that is a different season. So there we go. We have answered the question uh, quite easily. <laughs> we have answered our own question because we are once again... Just talking to ourselves. Welcome to Revenge of the Ages, kids. If you're new to the podcast, this is kind of how it goes. Well, yeah, but well, the thing about it is, one, this isn't an episode, and two, uh, really... What is a season? Uh, we can't even answer the question, what is an episode? This episode is not an episode. I can't take this anymore. The car rocks <laughs> is destroying my mind. Well, no, we've decided what a season is, and I think that that's a, a good way to look at it. And I didn't okay, look at it that so way. This so this is not an episode. This is not an episode but it is part of the, of the second season. Okay, that makes sense to me. And what, what medication, nurse? 
Right, maybe we could move to a side. We've decided what a season is, but now the question is, how long should a season be? You already said 22 episodes is too much. I would tend to agree with that. If I think of all the shows that have uh, between 22 and 26 episodes in a season, oh, you get padding. Every single time you get padding. Uh, I would pitch the ideal length of a season. Now, this is really difficult because the, now the question becomes 8, 10 or about 13. Because you do get some weird things that do like 18 shows or something. They're really out there because they're like, they're, they've got padding, but then they've got four shows less than the 24 episode, 22 episode. And it's like, why are you even doing this? I, you can if you get padding in a 13 episode season oh boy seriously mm. you've managed to pad out that uh, so that would tend to suggest then that if you go 10 or 8 oh well either you've got to be of such blistering quality that it's amazing or alternatively it, it's like it's too short maybe is 8 too short um but netflix undermines that because some of their 8 episode stuff is just just dandy. I tend to think 10 is probably the sweet spot. That's my opinion. The Game of Thrones length sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 can, I, I would kind of agree. Um, I mean, the thing is how people watch television these days has changed. We, it's the binge watching. Uh, and so you, you, you less have to cultivate the weekly habit of watching for advertising uh, marketing purposes. Uh, and so Therefore, uh, in, in some regards, because you're binge watching and because story arcs are more of a thing these days, if you have a story arc, the resentment is, is the filler episode because it feels like you're wasting the audience's time. So if you're going to have an arc, you've got to have it condensed. So you've got to be on point. Each episode has to advance us in some way towards whatever it is the story that we're doing. If you have an episodic series that is, it kind of resets more or less every week. Uh, and continuity is less, then that's less important. If, if, it's, if it's just an, another little gem, another chocolate out the chocolate box, length can bloat out. I think that's that's kind of how I see it. I'm about to condemn us because uh, I'm pla for our audio drama strand. I'm planning to start us on six 25 to 30 minute episodes per season, but I'm going to say six episodes tends to be a bit too short. Having said that. There's nothing wrong with that. Six episodes is better than no episodes. No, no. That, those are what we call a mini-series. When I get around to scripting something, it's going to be four episodes, Leo. They're going to be four damn fine episodes, but it's just going to be four. That's, that's before we even know what it's about. That's my structure. That's great. Well, no, I think essentially whenever you're talking six or, six or four mini-series, definitely length, is really you're producing a two- or three-hour piece of content and you're just splitting it up into sort of chapters that are half an hour long. That's really what you're doing. I think when you've got a show, like it's a show where people are being paid to rock up and do the show, then because it's not a miniseries anymore, because it's a show, then you need to go eight at least. But it, yeah, I mean, miniseries content or audio content that's of a particular well, length, you could do the wrong. If, if podcasts were my day job, Leo, we'd have longer seasons. <laughs> It's as simple as that. Well, I, I'm not right. It's funny enough. I'm not sure. I mean, when it comes to the new format, I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure we would do more episodes. We might do a few more episodes, but the audio drama bit is actually something I'm really excited for. 
Uh, so, yeah. so we'd probably do more of that, to be honest, because that's going to be awesome. Uh, oh yeah, it would. It would be. I don't know if we'd do more chitty chat stuff. I mean, it, it, in some regards, it, it, it's it's some regards it is easier, but it, the, the real juicy challenge and the real satisfaction when it's done. You know, I was. I, the reason those skits got more and more complex is because I my brain was buzzing with creative pleasure for like two, uh, the, the two and a half years we did them. Um, well, it, it, there's also a thing which I found in the skits that I recorded for work recently, in that when you first record the audio, you end up with this audio of two people, well, one person maybe, talking to themselves for three minutes. And it just kind of sounds kind of blank. Then you put all the room effects and then when certain things happen, like someone tapping on something or an explosion or something that happens and you splice those in and get them timed and volume just right, suddenly it lifts the content from being just you whiffling to yourself for three minutes into this thing like, even my brain is starting to imagine footsteps in the snow or all this. And I think that's, I mean, with chit chat, you don't get that. You just don't, I mean, it's just, there it is. It's a thing. People are talking. Now you're finished. But when you take something where it is just some people talking and then you turn it into this idea where in your head all of these big scenes are coming up, that's kind of exciting. Or is that just me? Uh, no, no, that's me as well. I mean, it, yes, you do get, I mean, because it's what you've made. It's like, like people who do who write their own short stories think they've written the best short stories in the world and their prose are amazing. It's it can the same when you've edited something. You sit there and you're so amazed at your own act of creativity, even though for most people it's something that just breeze through. And it, it's like good CGI is CGI you don't even notice. I think I think uh, good we appreciate because we go I've been so creative for the actual listener they just absorb it. Oh, there was the environment, there are the characters, they can picture it clearly. I can see that I've absorbed, I've absorbed the story and I moved on. Oh well, that's um, kind of the conjuring trick, isn't it? It's where yes. what will happen is if if it's rubbish, people will kind of go, well, that was very well edited and blah blah blah, and they'll talk about how bad your production was. But when it's great, and I suppose this is the same. If only Justin were here to consult on this matter. But when you draw a really good picture, if it's good, people just go, oh, that's a good picture. And if it's bad, people go, well, why has his hand got eight fingers? And why is his eye on his cheek and stuff? And so, yeah, it's like the the true joy of great production stuff is that people don't notice, which I suppose is different from writing. And I'd never really pitched that. But nobody... People say something is well written, but they are engaging in an act of uh, complicity with the author that it's artifice, which they don't with anything like radio or pictures or any of that. The idea is that the person is enveloped in that thing. But being enveloped in a good novel is completely different. Wow. Hey, actual insight. Who'd have thought that would come out? Eh? Well, that's because novels, novels are literally generated inside the reader's head. Whereas audio is, is, is it does have, is a bit more objective. But uh, most types of art that are not reading are uh, have this strand where the idea is that the user is the user, the the viewer, the audience is taken in to some extent with an element of verisimilitude. That's not to say there aren't abstract things in all types of media, but essentially there is always a strand. And novels writing doesn't have that. Because it can't, because you're reading words on a page. Uh, hmm. But there we go. Interesting. Uh, so uh, just to move on to the um, to the uh, final little bits that we've got. Uh, 
we already talked about why we're doing seasons and it comes down to time. But I think our final question in this not an episode metasode today is the show community pitched us an optimum length of six seasons and a movie. And to what extent is that an ideal aspiration for a work of pop culture? Do you think discuss? Uh, it's I, I fine. I like the idea of a series having a finite end to it. Uh, and it has a beginning in the middle and an end, rather than saying that they drag on for a little bit longer. A quick aside, Leo, and answer this quickly. You know, Stargate, those last two extra years, uh, is the net benefit of having them uh, worth having them, or would you have been happy to end oh, it when they should right. have? That is, actually, you've posed a tricky question for a fan of Stargate. You see, the end of, episode, of season eight, the last time the RDA is part of the crew, is a beautiful end to Stargate SG-1. It really is. They're all by the lake. All is well in the world. The gold have been told where to stick it. Everybody's happy. And the idea of it, of this zombie show pulling itself from the grave for 44 more episodes... Fusing without the escape in the process. Yeah, exactly. It's just... Like, I re resisted, and then I got the DVDs. I thought, well, I've got the DVDs. I may as well watch them, and then I watched them. And I'm like, this is really good as a separate show, but the same show, but a separate show. And they very self-consciously, like, when they you know that they've got the right head on, when the first episode is, hey, I'm thinking of getting the band back together, and everybody's, like, not really interested. You're like, oh, okay, you know, you've, you've got a self-deprecating air that means you are not going to be lazy about this. Also, Ben Browder, as a producer on television, has some of the best ideas. So you've got these two seasons, which is essentially a separate show, and they're fine. And I am totally down with that. So I guess in the end, yes, because they did this thing where they made a conscious effort to say, really, this is something different and we'll go as long as we can. And it turned out to be two seasons. That's fine. It, would it have been better if it had been six more seasons and maybe a movie? Uh, yes, it would have, but we didn't yeah. get that. Uh, but so, uh, yeah. To, 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 re to recap, I think it's good when, if you can end on a high, when you leave them wanting yeah. more, rather than have that inevitable weak last season, because that persists in the viewers, listeners' minds for a very long time. I, back in the 90s, I was so, such an insane Babylon 5 fan. I said in, ridiculous, raving, insane stuff like... Babylon 5 is better than Doctor Who. Stuff that surely should get someone <laughs> certified. But then you had Babylon 5 Season 5. We've got renewed on a, on a different network with less budget. And, oh, we've already resolved most of our storylines. Previous year thinking that was the game was up. Oh, my goodness, this looks very drab, bland, dragged out, and there's no stakes anymore. And it, it, it kind of just, it just, it just feels like the whole series goes... <laughs> There is also a thing, and I think that there's a, a... This is, again, a dual thing between audiences and productions, that a, a show can go on so long, and I'm looking at you, Supernatural, right now. 13 seasons, really? I mean, literally, Jared Patalecki and Jensen Ackles haven't done anything else for their entire careers. But the thing is, what they do... Is has such moments of awesomeness, and they're so inclusive of their fans. And I, I'm still there. I'm not getting out of my supernatural seat 
I am going to watch that show until, you know, and then presumably they're going to make that show until it, you just can't do it anymore. But the, there is a problem with that, which is that people come to kind of put you into that box. And what's happened there is that the crew, all of the people who make Supernatural have kind of gone, OK, this is what we do now. This is our life. We make Supernatural. And so what they've done is gone, we're going to make Supernatural, but we're going to make it our way, where we're going to just do crazy meta episodes, and we're always going to have this tongue-in-cheek thing, where, to a certain extent, the fandom infects the show, and vice versa. I mean, obviously, every show infects its fandom, because they are now fans of the show. But they've allowed the fandom to allow the show to become... Because they're like, hey, look, this is ridiculous. We're our 12th 13th whatever season we are now a community we make supernatural but supernatural is more than just the production crew who make it because what television show that's a sci-fi television show goes that long oh yeah doctor who and Stargate, Stargate technically yep. because of Atlantis has more seasons but than uh, supernatural doctor still. who is different because doctor who is cyclical so I don't think it's it, you don't you know no it's yes exactly you can change it out so the fandom gets a new version of Doctor Who. Yeah, so Supernatural has definitely got, I mean, literally we, uh, I feel like we've been doing this podcast, even though we've only just come back to it, but I feel like we, I'm actually surprised by how little time of our lives we spend doing this podcast but they started doing Supernatural in like 2006 2005 2006 I mean, I hadn't even met Sue in 2005 now we're married and we have a child their show has lasted at this stage and will always until they get cancelled. At the point where they get cancelled or that they decide that's definitely it. As long as they keep making fresh Supernatural, Supernatural will have lasted longer than my relationship with my wife. Supernaturals has been going the same amount of time that I've been in Australia. So there's how to put your life into compartments, Leo. Exactly, exactly. Time ghost, time ghost. So, yeah, so that's kind of ridiculous. And if you go be, I think that the community joke, as much as it's a joke, says if you do five or six seasons and then that's it. Uh, what did they cancel recently? Grim. I don't think of the cast of Grimm. I'm a bit like, oh, that's a shame. I liked that show when they got to the final season. But I don't think of the people on that show as just being that show. Like, if they went and made something else. Apart from anything else, it's a Greenwald production. He did Angel, which went for five seasons. When you get to that five or six season limit, which incidentally is what Kripke wanted out of Supernatural originally... People can go and they can say we've done a good job, but nobody is wedded to this. There's nobody whose entire life is defined well, by this entity. I, I, they can all go and do something else now. I think, I think everyone, of course, wants their show to be a runaway hit and they want to do it for a few years. But I think the creators always had it in mind that they would go do other projects afterwards. Certainly the actors definitely did. So it, it's, it's rather unusual to get a show and just have it be the defining thing of your life. Uh, that you know, it's unusual for an actor to only play one character pretty much on his Wikipedia page, apart from some off-season things he did for TV of the movie of the week. Yeah, well, what's hilarious is, of course, that one of the cast regulars on Supernatural is Mark Shepard, who 
prior to being in Supernatural, and indeed for some time while he was doing Supernatural, because he's not in every episode. He can go and do other stuff. Mark Shepard has this incredible CV that says, yeah, he's basically been in everything, but it's getting to the point now, he's like, but mostly he's Crowley in Supernatural. That's mostly what he is, which I don't think he ever... He thought, he thought he'd be a character actor who was just some guy who appeared in, oh, I don't know, Doctor Who, Star Trek Voyager 24, everything, everything, X-Files, everything. Um, so I think it's nice for him to, to be like, yeah. So I think, yeah, there is actually some truth behind the idea that six seasons is the ideal. But of course, it's six seasons and a movie, and I think mm. we should do no better than close the show out by saying, "What did you have to say about movies?" Uh, well, the thing is, I understand why people want to reach for movies because they they simply are, as far as visual medium goes, they have the biggest worldwide audience, and they also make more money than TV. Uh, and so this and so this is why it's it's considered on the hierarchy of things to achieve. TV to uh, becoming a film is considered a kind of promotion, but I'm I'm uh, I'm a bit more grubby about it. I think TV does TV very well and and cinema is a very different place to go to and you have to present your story in a very different like you all have to present your story like no one has seen your series for a start and then you've got to have some sort of finale that builds on what went before as well whilst you're at it and maybe kill off a main character just for the fun of it and, and it's a lot it's a lot to it, it every, they used to constant whittering on about a doctor who film this has been pushed for years now coming on to a decade's worth of you talking about it and i don't want it because it's going to be awful. I know it's, you know it's going to be awful. You can't condense a, ser a serial series, which is go be a different place every week, into one film. Even if you go to lots of places in that one film, it's like, eh, it's not going to be the same. And, it, and I think, you know, it depends what supernatural, what it's going to be about. I'm not going to fight the devil again or something vaguely huge and mysterious. You know, it's it's like Star Trek Generation was, was a, a beloved series of the 90s and part of the fabric of my life. I don't necessarily want to go back there, but the movies constantly fell because it was a TV cast in a film series. Picard is a diplomat who talks things through. Well, he, suddenly he became an action star. I mean, were we ever going to get, oh, here's our f fifth next-gen film? Where, and it's this time, it's a Beverly Crusher storyline. Aren't we excited to hear that, boys and girls? <laughs> you know, yeah, never, never at all. So I think that, yeah, I think you've definitely uh, put... I think that's why Six Seasons in a Movie, the Harmon joke that we have now... Uh, really overanalyzed is uh, is effectively works as a joke, uh, but then you do there are there are exceptions to every rule I guess, and sometimes like Stargate can make movies because it was originally a movie, then it became a television series. Not that they have ever prosecuted that right to make anything more than a television movie. But essentially, we know that the format will work as a movie because they can go somewhere extra special for two hours. Uh, so, yeah, I think you're right about Doctor Who. And indeed, uh, Supernatural, I think, had a boost from the fact that they did do a sort of Doctor Who thing behind the scenes where it's only the actors that stayed on. The crew, like Kripke, moved on and did something else. Everyone else, they, they changed the backstage altogether. It's just the actors that stayed on. Uh, and indeed, Harmon made the joke about community. They never did a community movie, probably for the best, because, you know, it kind of tailed off towards the end of the sixth season. Uh, the last episode of the last season of community uh, kind of fades to black, and then a little card comes up going dot, 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 
and a movie question mark and the answer is no no movie no movie there is no movie what movie would you do with community you made a joke it's a joke okay that's the end of that Rick and Morty, on the other hand, which is only three seasons in, you could do another three seasons of that, and Rick and Morty would totally work as a movie, because it's already insane. So just blowing that insanity mm. up to two hours would just be... The only problem oh. that I would think is that Rick and Morty fans are so toxic that they would, uh, like, cause problems in movie theatres. I mean, well, the characters aren't exactly healthy and wholesome. What do you expect? And I love Rick and Morty. Uh, I must be toxic myself. Anyway, if people think of us as the Rick and Morty of obscure pop culture podcasts and they want to tell us that and say how they loved that show with Pickle Ian, where might they go to express that view, Ian? Well, one place our listeners could go to Cause of Riot, demanding a popular uh, fast food franchise bring back a particular sachet. One place they could go to would be our Facebook page. You can find our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash revenge of the 80s kids. And that's 80s as in numbers, so 80s. But podcasts are what it's all about. And to find a full archive stretching back from the very dawn of time, all you have to do is point your web browser at the 80s kids and that's 80s as in word, dot blogspot.com. Once there, you'll be able to subscribe using the podcast aggregator of your choice or stream and download individual episodes direct to your PC for dark reasons of your own. If people want to subscribe directly to the Castleo, uh, how might they do that? Well, Ian, all they have to do is set up a new feed in their podcast aggregator and point it to feeds.feedburner.com forward slash revenge of the 80s kids, and that's 80s as in numbers again, so 80s. If people are so impressed by the audio they've heard today, they would consider offering their support on Patreon to make the world of the 80s kids brighter still. They could check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash the 80s kids and that's 80s the word and we have no guests a week so it's just me and ian which is a classic slice of 80s kids although remember this is not an episode now this is not an episode we are not going to say goodbye Of course we're going to say goodbye. We, we may not be doing an episode, but we're still polite. We use these mouths to talk to our mothers. So, yes, so... Goodbye! And farewell from this not-an-episode-for-tax-purposes. Bye-bye!